my hope is, I mean, still very much the hope for the company now, which is that it's sort of this cross-section between Vogue and National Geographic, that you are learning about different places and cultures, but in a really beautiful, sophisticated way that fits into the aesthetic of your life and that creates also content that's relevant to, to the modern woman. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 podcast. Here we go. Welcome back to Almost 30 podcast. Hello, Almost 30 Nation. Hi, Almost 30 Nation. (laughs) It's the first time joining us. Welcome. I'm Krista Williams and this is Lindsay Simsek, my co-host. And we are a lifestyle podcast. We're all of it. If you consider lifestyle to be um, health and wellness, but also aliens and astrology Mm. and uh, Mm. sex, relationships, entrepreneurship, all the things. Mm. When I think of lifestyle, I I always think of a catalog shoot. I know. So I just want to be specific. I actually think of people that have really (laughs) nice houses that like put off a front of like, you can attain this lifestyle. Oh, I always think of like people that have literally live in Utah and have a fucking nice ass house and are like, oh yeah, this is how I decorated my kitchen. I put a marble backsplash and rose gold handles. Totally. That's what it's I like think. like Lifestyle Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> we would not be featured in that. <laughs> yeah, we're like more like, <laughs> you know, we uh, messier lifestyles. <laughs> we're a little messy. You can always tell lifestyle. how we're doing by the bottoms of our feet. Oh yeah. We're actually drawn today. I'm my bottom clean. of my I'm feet are clean. always... They call Justin calls me Oliver Twist because I've got crazy bottoms of my feet. I can I can never get them clean to be honest. I kind of like well, I love being barefoot everywhere, so it's like I just feel like a little little, little orphan rug rat. orphan boy. Yeah, little rug rat, <laughs> little dirt ball. It's kind of fun, uh, but we're so glad you're here. Almost thirty is even more so a community. So you have deemed yourselves almost 30 nations. So we follow your lead in that way in so many other ways. You inspire the show. So we bring on guests that you have suggested about topics that you've suggested and want to talk about that are important to you that are at top of mind for you. And we're just kind of learning right along with you. So we're not experts by any means. Yeah. We just help facilitate the conversation Oh yeah, and the learning and we're not afraid to do so. We're on tour. Come join us. We have tons of events all over the place with amazing guests and speakers. Mm -hmm. I hope you're having a great day. Let's take a breath. Take a breath. Inhale. (sighs) I've been having trouble taking those deep breaths. I know I couldn't do it with my fucking jumper. It was constricting. (laughs) Yeah, my jean shorts. I have to pull it up (laughs) so I can actually do it in my belly. (sighs) Okay. All right. 
hope that helps. Welcome. So today we're going to do our requested portion of the podcast. So in our introductions, Lindsay and I catch up. We talk about what's happening, things that are relevant to us and to our community. And this time people were asking for us to do what I eat in a day. Yeah. Which... I'm interested in if yeah. other people tell me that. Yeah. I'm thinking like, oh, like, do people want to hear that from me? But yeah, they cool, do. let's share. Yeah. I, I just love to hear whatever. It's same. It's like a very voyeuristic thing. And I know tons of people do it on YouTube. And I think people just want to get inspired and and people are always very curious. So I'm that's the thing, like the to inspiration to kind of switch it up or oh, maybe I'd like that. Yeah. Totally. You wanna go first? Yeah, sure. So I'll do yesterday. I'll do yesterday. So yesterday was a Sunday. So yesterday was probably better eating than than most days just because on weekends I can always pick up food that I want and I kind of, you know, do my own thing splurging. So in the morning I got up and I did a um, matcha latte. So I did a matcha latte. The matcha is from, it is ancient nutrition. It's the ancient nutrition keto matcha and it's mm-hmm. really good. I I love it. I put a scoop of that in hot water. I put a scoop of MCT oil powder from Perfect Keto. We have codes with both of those. It's almost 30. And then I do a scoop of further food collagen. So it's extra collagen. I like further food. Their marine collagen is really good. I will do a little bit of pistachio milk in there. I will mix it up in the blender. That's and, a new one. Yeah. I know I cool. just found it at Air One and I'm cool. just trying it out. I will do some pine pollen sometimes. Mm. I have pine pollen. I will put in there ashwagandha, ashwagandha. I will put in there. And if I any I have any other adaptogen mixes, like ones from Four Sigmatic, I'll put like a tablespoon in there. But my matcha will be pretty like hearty and pretty frothy. The MCT oil powder is really nice because it helps me from it like sustains my hunger for a few hours. It gives me energy. And it makes it really frothy and thick. Mm. So oftentimes I really want that like frothiness and it's really, really nice for that. So I really love the Perfect Keto MCT oil powder from the MCT oil powder from Perfect Keto. So I'll have that and that will be, you know, immediately in the morning after I've had a entire 32 ounces of warm water just room temperature and water. And sometimes if I'm feeling really frisky, I'll do um, apple cider vinegar, like a dash of it in the water. It's really good for your digestion, but sometimes it upsets my stomach mm-hmm. to have it that early. So I, I don't do it often. I do it every once in a while if I feel like inspired. If I'm not having that matcha latte, I will have athletic greens. And sometimes if I don't want something so hearty or sweet, I will have athletic greens immediately in the morning after I have water. And I really love athletic greens because it gives me like a really nice energy. It's almost like it gives me more energy to be honest than when I've done Celsius or coffee or any other energy source that I've used in the past. I feel really, really good. Um, So I will do um, athletic greens or that sort of matcha right after I wake up after I've had a good amount of water. Cause the water will usually, it's usually when I wake up, I'm hungry, but it's water that I want mm-hmm. and it will help really get things going. And I think that's really, really important that you hydrate immediately in the morning. And then after that, I will most likely go walk or work out. So I will do that for the next two hours. And then when I come back, it'll be around 8.30 or 9 at that point. So I usually get up at 6. I'll have everything. I'll leave at 7 to go walk to the workout. I'll work out and then I'll come home around 9. And at that point, I'll have my breakfast or I'll eat my my meal. Sometimes I will wait a little bit later if I have the ability, but most of the time I need to eat so I can leave for the day. 
And yesterday morning, I had a tofu scramble from Thistle. So I get my meals delivered from a few different places. So I either have Sakara deliver my meals. So we partner with Sakara. They've sponsored before. I love their meals. And I will have Thistle deliver my meals. Thistle is a brand out of California. I've been working with them for a really long time. They're really affordable. They have plant-based and non-plant-based meals. So meals with meat in as well. And I really like them because they're really hearty. They're always different. And it's really easy on the app to adjust the meals that you want for the week. So you can- Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You can be like, I want this. I don't want this. The convenience of it is You can add this. You can add avocados. You can add soups. So I use this almost all the time when I'm home. And then I've done other cleanses and stuff too. So if people ever want you know, cleanse advice, I'm happy to give it to them. But I did a tofu scramble from Thistle. And it's basically just tofu, potatoes, mushrooms, black beans, red bell pepper, green peppers, red onions, baby kale, and extra virgin olive oil, mm, nutritional yeast, salt, great. pepper. So it's like- probably 300 calories. I'll put extra salt in there just to make it a little bit, add some more minerals to it, but that'll be my breakfast that will hold me over for the next two hours, three hours. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday I had an apple as a snack. And then after that, I was out with Justin for the day. We went to Erwan for lunch. I had this, um, they had a side of cabbage. It was like steamed Mm. cabbage. I fucking hate it. But I was like, I should eat something nutritious. Oh, from the hot bar? Yeah. Oh, I know. I just don't like it. I got it and I ate like two bites of it. And then I had um, their squash. They had a kabocha squash or what is it? There's there's two different ones. There's the butternatch, but kabocha or whatever. Kabocha squash. is like the one with the skin on it still. Amazing. It has the skin on it. So I had tons of that. And then I had... they had a side of tofu edamame. So it's like a marinated and braised teriyaki tofu with edamame. So I had those three things in the container that you can have for the combo plate. Not the portions are like normal size. I guess they're they're kind of big. And then I had their sugar-free keto mousse. So uh, they have an amazing good. keto mousse that is avocado, MCT oils, MCT oil, Lakanto, monk fruit sugar, um, toco. Tokos, whatever that is. Oh yeah, what's happening? I don't tocos, know what that is. Tokos, tokos, tokos. But it has a bunch of other adaptogens in it. So this is something yeah. that actually would be easy for someone to make at home with mm. a avocado MCT oil, the Lincanto sugar, there's cacao. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of different recipes online, but it's a really, really good sugar-free dessert that holds you over for a long time. So I love that. So that was my next meal. And then after that point, I didn't feel like I had enough water that day. So I was just really chugging water, making sure that I was drinking enough. I'm aiming for right now, 125 ounces of water. I think I kind of have fallen off the water train. I just get sick of peeing so much. Same. I pee 20, like Justin is like, yo, what's, what's good? Cause I pee so much and I'm just sick of it, but I really want to get back on it. Cause- And I also like kind of get bored, like I'll just chug it or whatever, but it helps me to have athletic greens. It helps me to have like the little water enhancer where it tastes like something. For some reason, it just goes, you know, take it down. I know. And then after that, Justin and I went to conveyor belt sushi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is, we, so there's Well, I've never been to a conveyor belt place. There's this place in LA that's got conveyor belt sushi and Justin and I have gone four times and the line has been too long where we haven't been able to go. Where is it? Sawtell. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the place to go. Kura. It's called Kura. 
And we've gone four times, literally four times. So this is the fifth time we went and we went at 4.30. So we're like trying to get in. So we got in and we had conveyor belt sushi finally. It's like, that was Justin's activity. So Justin's like, I want to do my activity today, which was conveyor belt sushi. And mine was a sound bath. So we did conveyor belt sushi and then a sound bath. But at the conveyor belt sushi, which was actually not that good. I mean, you know, what do I... Did you have good conveyor belt sushi in Japan when you went? It was bomb. Yeah, so he probably wanted best. To be honest, I don't want to be a robot, but I love the concept. Yeah. Love it. Order on a screen. It's literally, the food is riding around you on like a... It's the future. It's the future. (laughs) And they count your trays. Like you put in your trays in this like little slot and it counts them. Each each fucking thing was $2.95. Oh, each roll that you got, like, so it wasn't per roll, but it was per like four to five rolls. Okay, for of the sushi was like three dollars. So our entire meal, Justin had ten plates. Was like, I I think I had three or four. Was like forty bucks. It's crazy. Oh, that's amazing. So he gets tons. He loves like he loves fish. So mm-hmm. he gets tons of the the fish. But I had two rolls of seaweed, white rice, and cucumber with wasabi and soy sauce. Mm -hmm. And then I had a little bit of, they had a ramen. It was like an udon ramen with buckwheat and vegetables. So I had a little bit of that. I wasn't, I got it and I wasn't actually feeling it because it was hot out. So I only ate a little bit of it, Mm. but I had that. And then I had a ginger tea after. So a lot of times at sushi places or Japanese places, they have really great fresh ginger and you can ask for it on the side or you know, after your meal, but I always take the really, the ginger and put it in hot water. So Mm -hmm. ask them for hot water and I'll put tons of the fresh ginger in there. And it's a really, really great um, digestive, you know, accelerator for you to have after your meal, especially when you're eating a starchy white rice. So I always ask for that. And it's a really nice kind of sweet thing. Then we had our sound bath and then I came home and I had a golden chai latte. So I had ancient nutrition, golden chai latte. They have a CBD flavored oh. turmeric chai. Yum. Yeah, it was dude, it's so good, but I'm sick of turmeric getting over my life. Oh man. I I'm mean. over it. I'm I, to be honest, I'm obsessed with that latte, so it's worth it. I love the CBD element. I it's avoid delicious. turmeric for that only that reason. I'm over it's it. It's so annoying. I'm like, is this I'm like, what's the deal? It my Nutribullet like thing so is annoying. stained yellow. Everything is yellow. Anyways, so I'll have that, a scoop of that. And then with that, I'll have some of the layered superfood creamer Mm -hmm. just to add in a little bit, make it a little bit more creamy. That's my jam. And then I will put an adaptogen powder depending on my mood. So if it's maca, if it's reishi, lion's mane, um, whatever it is, I'll put that in there too. And then that was, that was my day. It's good. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a good day. I felt like it was a good day. Normally I'm Normally I'm a little, a little bad. I probably had peanut butter in there too. Justin bought nuts. So see you later. See you later. No, oh, I forgot about nuts. So I actually I fucking nuts. is like a seven nut butter, seven nut butter. Yeah. So it has like seven nuts in it, different types. And it's like, I love the chunky one where you can really feel the- Feel the grains. Feel it. Yeah. So I think I probably Ooh. had some of that in there too, but- yeah, it was nice with the sushi to have, because actually when I had my facial, Colette talked oh, yeah. about me having white rice. So I actually am not afraid to have white rice. Isn't it's it funny how people tell us it's okay. And we're like, okay. Yeah, I'm like, sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. That's I'm, all I need. I literally just need someone to tell me. white rice, literally. <laughs> tell, tell me what I need, please. They're like, bagels will give you a firmer ass. I know. I'm like, 
Done. I meant, no, this is what I do actually with any food that I love. Even if it's bad for me, I'll Google benefits of. That's actually my jam. So mm. I've been eating the yams from Erwan, the Japanese yams. Oh yeah, I love them. Every day. I've had them every day besides yeah. Sunday for the past two weeks. And I'm like- They give you, they, they give us like four- it's a four serving size. There's there's four total yams in the serving. Actually, like, oops. Honestly, so I'm eating like four yams a day, and I'm and I so but I Google. I always like Google. I'm like that help because after eating four entire yams, I'm like, what are the benefits of? And I'm like, health benefits of yams. And it's like Olivia Mum Mun swears by it with her skin, but um, but yeah. So yesterday was like kind of a normal day. I felt. Like what I normally do is I do have like a dessert drink. So I'll have like a latte or something mm. most often. And then I will have a dessert after lunch a lot of times or something sweet. So I don't know if that's good or not, but I've been feeling not necessarily very good about what I'm eating, but I feel like I'm in a really good flow. And I do not have a lot of the old products that I used to be using all the time, like having bars a lot or yeah. having certain things within my diet that weren't necessarily bad. You know, I do love, a, I love a bar. I love when we travel and have that, but it does feel like my focus is more on the whole foods. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. And we're so lucky. We have places that we can go where we can get really organic. Like we trust the food. Yeah. So that's really, I feel grateful for that. That's a good day. That's a good ass day. It's a good day. I love that his activity was fucking conveyor belt sushi. That's my life. That's my life. Conveyor belt sushi. He's like, all right, it's my day. I get my activity today. I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? He's like, oh, actually, we, so we went to conveyor belt sushi earlier in the day after we recorded and it was too busy. Oh, so we, yeah. so we were two times that I can't day. believe this place is so fucking it's busy. so busy. Can't wait to like propose this for a date sometime soon. You should, honestly. It's kind of dope. No, we were actually talking about this concept. We're like, dude, there should be a dope, cool meatball shop vibe conveyor belt sushi. Like that's like dimly lit, like has mm. really good lighting, has good hip hop yeah. music playing. Like there's a real yeah. need I need for a meatball that. shop here. I need a meatball shop vibe where it's like the rap is playing. Like I haven't had that sort of environment of like quickness and coolness with fast service food. Here uh, in LA. That's so damn true. Well, it's not fast here. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's oh like, you doing okay? And they Honestly. checked like 45 minutes before that. Honestly. Actually, I mean, maybe I should say this offline, but Justin should have an like an idea for an app is like for like kind of planning dates and being able to kind of like putting in the mood or putting in the is it a first date that. or is it a fifth date? Is it an anniversary? And then like kind of totally. You're like, is it six years in on a Sunday at four? Literally. No, belt sushi. Literally. Literally. There could be an algorithm for that. Honestly. <laughs> our algorithm is like, it's like, it goes from like caring a lot to like not giving a fuck. Or it's like- Where it's like she six a, years in. You're like Subway, <laughs> conveyor belt sushi, McDonald's, Golden Corral. <laughs> like all the places where you're like, yo, let's be nasty. It's like first first date, she's out of my league. Uh, exactly. Saturday night. Exactly. First date, no boo. <laughs> like <laughs> maestros. <laughs> it like, and then it just gets shittier and shittier. That's actually amazing. So like exactly what you want. I mean, our, ours would be like, our list would be like Pizza Hut. Totally. <laughs> Delivery. Honestly. The lives. But also too, and when I went to Erwan, this is like normal for us. I got my food and he had to go to Chipotle because- we'd eat so different. So literally we're always uh, going to different places to eat all the time. Yeah, that, that's challenging. Actually. It takes a lot of time. I mean, it's it's your normal. So it's like whatever. It takes a lot of time out of my life. Yeah. Well, he also just like wants to be annoying and like wants uh, to be Oh yeah. Cause there's like 
burritos at Air One. I guess they're expensive, but I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but so ancient nutrition code almost thirty for all of those products. The turmeric chai latte with CBD, the matcha keto matcha from Ancient mm-hmm. Nutrition. Athletic Greens code is almost thirty. Further Food Code is almost 30. Perfect Keto Code is almost 30. Thistle Code is Krista306. It's just my personal, they don't sponsor. And Sakara, you can um, get 15% off with our code that's in on our website. Yeah. Good day. Okay. All right, I got to close my eyes for this. So I'll, I'll go, I'll go with like a, I think on like a weekday, a normal weekday. So I'm thinking of last week. Um, I'm a, a creature of habit. So I wake up around, depending, I need to get eight hours at least. So it's either six or 6.30, I'll wake up. And I usually give myself at least an hour, most of the time, an hour and a half before my workout to just wake up, be slow. And then I have a million drinks. So the first thing I have is athletic greens every single morning. This is the first thing that I've actually kept going. In a very Good long for you. time. It's for like, you. it's weird. Well, one, because it works, but two, I just like, it's hard in the morning. I'm, I'm kind of sensitive to like certain tastes. So this, I really like, I know. and, and you were talking about the energy. So there's like different B like B12, B6. So there's, you know, a lot in there that can give you energy that really helps you with your immune system that, I mean, it's the perfect thing to have. It's right the perfect in the morning. Perfect thing. It's amazing. Chloe, my, Chloe Benalis, acupuncturist at Ascended Alchemy in Santa Monica. She, I wasn't feeling well and I had this weird headache the other day and she's like, make sure you drink athletic greens in the morning. Like the next morning, I was like, oh girl, I, I do. I already do. Huh. I already do. So people are hip to it. But yeah, I love that it's recommend. all like plant-based ingredients too. It's like, they're just super pure about what they have. They are like, they go through every test. It's just... Yeah. It's that's amazing. why, you know, it is a pricier yeah. supplement, but yep. that's why, yep. you know, so. Because they get most of it from New Zealand, I which know. is super clean. It's, it's different standards than here in the United States. And, you know, we do work with them. They are a sponsor, but it's, I'm really, really proud of, yeah. of what they have. Cannot recommend enough. So I make that, I chug that with a sh- my little metal straw because straw helps me just get it down. Yeah. It's really tasty, but I just kind of like to drink it like, quick. I sent it to my dad because he's been having inflammation issues and his shoulder, he just had shoulder surgery. He's like, do they have a chocolate flavor? Yeah. I mean, that's... It's <laughs> like, no dad. It's actually really good. I gave it to someone. It's good. And, and someone was like, oh, I didn't expect it to taste good. 100. Yeah, because it's great. <laughs> And it mixes, it's soluble. It's really, really soluble. So I have that. And at the same time, I'm, I boil my hot water and I have, so I'll mix vital proteins, Madagascar, vanilla, collagen. It's a bone broth collagen. It's like a, a latte. So it's super, super creamy. I'll mix that with either Four Sigmatic adaptogenic coffee. So it has some adaptogens in it to kind of balance out the caffeine. Their coffee is super clean. So it's not like this weird buzzy coffee. It's really, really good. Or I just won't put coffee in it and I'll add like a little maca. I'll add um, a, a dash of flax milk. I'll add, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll add a prey, the after workout drink, but you can really drink it whenever. It's this plant-based protein drink that I'm obsessed with. They don't sponsor right now, but we do know Darby. She's amazing and I just love their products. So I'll get it at Air One and I'll mix the a little bit of the vanilla protein with you know that elixir in the morning and it's super, super good. It is bomb. So I do that. And then 
while I'm preparing all that, I finish the water that I had on my nightstand for the night before. So I like drink water throughout the night if I get up and know that I'm dehydrated, but then I'll finish it in the morning. I'm probably like 20 minutes into chugging all these. I'm ready to like go to the bathroom, which is really nice. I, I'm lucky. I'm pretty regular. And then I'll do my workout. So usually I work out around 7.30 or 8, depending. And I work, I generally like to work out on an empty stomach. I've always been like that. So I fast, I guess the technical term for that is like fasting. And I fast until probably like 10, sometimes longer. It just depends on whether I'm hungry. If I do more of a strength training workout, I'll have protein and complex carbs right after. So on that day, if I'm doing a more strength training workout, I'll have a sweet potato tartine. And um, on top of that is avocado, egg. So just like one sunny side up egg. I don't do the bacon, but then there's also like greens on top of it. So it's like arugula. Well, I get it from Erwan, but then I add the greens. Okay. So like you can get a sweet potato tartine there uh, and I just take off and a sweet, a t- sweet potato tartine is almost like a sweet potato as the bread. Yes, exactly. And it's, yeah, it's super, super good. And there's actually frozen sweet potato in that form available mm. at grocery stores. Oh yeah. So there's brands that have frozen sweet potato almost cut like it's a bread piece that people could use Totally. Too. I remember seeing that. I forget the brand. Maybe it, it's cauliflower. I know. I think it's cauliflower. Yeah. yeah has I actually different. think cauliflower has that. So yeah, that's really good. I just like to have kind of a solid complex carb in the morning with a bit of protein. So I'll have that mid-morning. And then for lunch, I'm I'm always heavy on the greens. So I'll do like a big salad with healthy fat. So that includes the dressing. I love Thousand Island Primal Kitchen, Barbecue Ranch Primal Kitchen, Chosen Foods, Chipotle Ranch. Yeah, I just like a creamy dressing, Krista and I. We're always looking for that creamy cream. We have a code with Chosen Foods, 50% off your first order of $10 or more, which is insane. Use the code almost 30. So I'll put avocado in that salad. Usually my green space is spinach and arugula. If it's kale, it's a little bit too hard for my my, uh, digestive system to process. So and I'll get super bloated. And then I'll add like nuts and seeds. So sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, and then whatever veggies I'm feeling for that day. So usually I like like roasted veggies if I can, you know, access those and, and bake those either the night before or get them at the grocery store. And if I do add a protein, it'd be wild salmon. I don't do a lot of chicken anymore. Not really into chicken. I don't know why. I think it I've been kind of- Because it's disgusting. It's, well, I got to speak for the people who do eat chicken. I know. But I think it's a- I love y'all chicken heads. It's really hard to find super, super clean chicken at least or how I feel. I'm like, oh, it's like a dirty- Yeah, actually, you know what? If you're at a restaurant, it's a good quality restaurant and there's like a roasted chicken. There's no way. No, I think they're a lot. It looks beautiful. Yeah. You know, if it's I just don't know if it's- I know. See, at restaurants, it's really hard because I don't- I don't necessarily trust that it's like FDA organic yes. grass fed this that free range yada yada. So and then also I've been I've been unafraid to eat red meat recently. Once a week I'll have grass fed organic red meat just cuz my body needs it at least in like my experience with energy like my energy. So if I'm eating plant-based all the time, I tend to be a little bit 
like low energy. And I notice a difference when I have red meat. So I do that like once a week, once every week and a half. And then in the afternoon, if I need a snack, I am turning to either an apple, I'll have another avocado, uh, or I will dig into like my nut collection. So either it's Barucas or there are these seasoned nuts at Erwan. Moon Juice has some great like seasoned almonds, like sprouted almonds with really good savory seasoning. Brucas has a code almost 30. Mm-hmm. Brucas are bomb. They're a different type. Er, they're a type in the Baru? almond family. Baruna? It's a Bruna, yeah. Mm. And they're in the almond family. And they just, we oh, they sponsored us a long time ago, but we eat them all the time when we so, travel. So they're good. so clean. They're sustainably sourced. They really support the community around them. Mm-hmm. And the nut is just, they're amazing because they're actually, they're not addictive. Yeah. You have a handful and you literally are like, I'm yeah. good. Yeah, because I, I don't think there's too much, there's no salt. There, you know, there isn't that thing that's going to make you like, ooh, I want more. Yes, palatability. And then for dinner. So by the time I, I, I'm a little bit of a late eater in that I would love to be eating at like 6 or 6.30, but usually it's like 7.30, 7.38. And I like to have like a warm meal generally for dinner. So I mean, most of the time I'm if I do get to cook, so these are two scenarios just to give you an idea. I'm either going and getting the combo plate at Air One. So you can do this at at any local food source, just making sure that it's really good quality. And so I will get the combo plate, most likely all vegetarian. So I'll get the Mighty Greens or the Mighty Greens as the main. And that's that is uh, kale, that is quinoa, that is, what is that? Celery? No, but you're close. Cabbage? It's another, I'll think of it, just a dark leafy green. So it's basically a bunch of dark leafy greens with some broccoli stems and it's really, really delicious. So I'll have that. And then I'll have a complex carb, like a butternut squash or a kabocha squash, like Krista mentioned, or the Japanese sweet potato or the, I love the buffalo cauliflower. So this is buffalo cauliflower tossed in a rice flour, and then tossed in a buffalo sauce. It is bomb. So bomb. And then I will also have like kind of a a random pick. So sometimes it's like if I'm needing, like if I didn't have like a, a rice or a something that day, I do love their rice balls without the sauce. Or um, I'll pick another green. So I really like to kind of load up on like the cooked greens at the end of the day just to feel good about myself. And then if I'm having a dessert, which I usually definitely do crave, I I really love like a, you know, pure chocolate. So like a 70% cacao type bar. So just like a little square of it that usually does it for me. I'm usually okay because the dinner generally um, fills me up. And then I chug my water after. So the Hannah Bromfin thing that she told us about, you know, not having your water during your meal. So I'll digest for like 10, 15 minutes. And then I just chug water and I'm I'm good to go and not tempted. Cause I used to be a late eater, a late snacker. And it just kind of would fuck me up. Cause what generally tends to happen, and I'll butcher this, but we were talking to Max Lugavere the other day about like, if you eat, was it Max or Jen, our friend, the nutritionist, but 
if you eat too late, it's sitting in your small intestines and it could ferment, which could then produce like a bacteria that isn't good in your system. So for, I don't know how to explain that, but basically that scared me. And I was like, but not eating late. No. <laughs> so well, yeah. If you think about it, it's like you lay down to rest, your body would like to rest. Yeah. Your organs would like to rest. Mm-hmm. So if you are laying in a position that's not conducive for digestion, your body is wanting to relax its muscles, which is oftentimes good because it really helps you to move everything down your mm-hmm. um, digestive tract so that you can go to the restroom in the morning. And that's why magnesium is helpful because it actually loosens yeah. all your muscles up to get that moving. But yeah, I mean, when I if I eat too late, I can't sleep. I have yeah. terrible sleep. It keeps me up. It's huge for my my health, my sleep health. Yeah, for me I completely to eat. agree. I mean, I eat dinner as early as I can. I love, ideally, I love to, and I haven't done this in a while, so I really can't tout it, but taking a little walk after I eat because it is good yeah. to just like yeah. move a little bit after yeah. as you're digesting. So yeah, that is the day generally. And then there's definitely times within the week where because I... I do eat healthy most of the time. I really don't feel guilty about, you know, having a dessert, having a dinner where I just kind of don't really think about, oh, this is pasta. Oh, this is whatever. And my body responds really well to it. Usually like in my early 20s, I would beat myself up. Like if I ate something bad and now it's, for me, it's all a mental game. I'm like, oh, if I don't beat myself up, my body will process it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when I went to that wedding a few weekends ago where they had tons of Randy's donuts, I actually had two fucking huge ass donuts after eating gnocchi for dinner. Cool. <laughs> and my, I felt completely fine. Yeah. I was actually really afraid of the sugar issue, mm. like just having a crash, not feeling well, feeling sick. Cause that's so much sugar. I mean, and carbs yeah. in one sitting. I was more, I wasn't afraid. I was, you know, not like I'm, I I had the thought about how it's bad for me and how it could make me yeah, gain totally. weight, but it was more so like, I don't want to feel like shit. I know. I don't want to wake it's up tomorrow hard. feeling hungover from all the sugar, but I was pleased with how well my body processed and mm-hmm. digested the sugar. I was like, oh, this is good. And you had like a thing that was like joyful and yeah. like dancing around, you know, it's yeah. like, I now worry about like skin. I'm like, oh fuck, what did I just eat? Uh, My skin's going to react. I always think about that, like sugar or whatever it is. Because if there's heat in the body, I'm always thinking of like, is this heat in my body? Like alcohol, sugar, spicy foods, things like that are all heat in the body. So Yeah, I've been also too bringing back, I was talking to someone the other day, a nutritionist friend, having the... Uh, protein right after I work out. Mm -hmm. Because I actually haven't been doing that for a long time. I've been moving away from having protein powders, but I do think that there is value and I've been doing more research in it and checking it out because I think for a long time, I was like, "Ah, I don't think it matters that much. But you know, having that window between 30, 45 minutes, there is actually a bunch of research in the fact that you should be having protein. And especially when I'm doing mega reformer Pilates, it's so strength training based Mm -hmm. that it is, it would behoove me to have that protein source, even if it's 150 calorie shake, you know, within 30 minutes after, after my workout. Yeah. I want to get better about that. Cause I do think it would actually make a difference. I I completely do. And also too, it's Mm. interesting, you know, even thinking about when I'm eating my Japanese yams or, or that carb, you know, ideally that carb would happen during a day that I did a lot of cardio or that carb would happen, you know, if I did just certain types of workouts would 
trigger eating like that, but you know, I'm not there at all. I don't, I don't ever think about that, but I think that there is something to the timing of when we're eating certain things that that's really the next level that I probably will never get to in my life. But I sometimes think about. I mean, I feel like we just need help. It's like, it's like you need like the trainer, the nutritionist, it's like that. And obviously we have access to that in conversations, but it's really like having someone like on me being like, so did yeah, you do this? Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully that was, I don't know, helpful, inspiring. And we would love to hear what you would eat yeah. in a day. So anything that you're like, oh, this works for me and this is amazing or this feels creative to me. I'd love to share. Join the secret Facebook group and we'd love to talk about it. Yeah. And Lindsay also referenced an episode we did with Hannah, Bro- Hannah Bronfman a few months back. So if you search Almost 30 Hannah Bronfman on iTunes, you'll find that episode. Mm-hmm. And within it, she talked about one of her health tips, which is to not eat or not drink water 40 minutes to 30 minutes before and then 30 minutes to 40 minutes after you eat so that you can let your body use its own digestive enzymes within your stomach Mm -hmm. to digest rather than flushing water through it so that it's diluting those enzymes from allowing your body to break down food. It's so hard. I did it for a while and I gave up because it just, you know, and I wish I, I, I I love the tip and I think it completely makes sense, but I just was not drinking enough water. Same. So I that like, I was like, I what's, my, what's my preference? But I do, I think it works. I think if you're super completely. smart and structured about it, it works. I completely agree. Okay. All right. Today on the podcast, we're really excited to have on Sarah Panton. She is the founder along with her brother, Sean of Vitruvi, our favorite essential oils brand. It's really also a lifestyle brand that we really respect, but her story is really great and relatable. You know, she was pursuing a medical degree and at the same time was kind of feeling that pull elsewhere, you know? So she always had a passion for essential oils and beauty products. And she was growing up being super inventive and experimental about that. But her science, her passion for science coupled with this other passion brought her to the science of scent. Yeah. And she's super inspirational as a founder and we love the aesthetic of the company, but we also love that um, essential oils are really designed to help you elevate, you know, your beauty routine, your body routine, your home rituals. And it really helps you to create rituals in everyday parts of your life. And essential oils are natural from the earth and can be used to elevate whatever part of your skin or body that you would like to. So I think that there's a lot of nuggets in this as it relates to making our lives more natural, making our routines more clean, um, finding opportunities for us to really leverage more senses related to smell, related to touch, related to feeling. Because you know, if we think about it right now, we use the sight sense so much so, and our scent sense doesn't really really get as much. Our touch sense doesn't get as much love as it should. So balancing those five senses is a beautiful thing that we can um, look forward to doing more of. Yeah. And we also talked about how global communities incorporate natural natural medicine, basically. And this really inspired a lot of what she did. She did work in Kenya. So we talk about that. I just think that's so interesting because sometimes we think you know, oh, essential oils, it's a new thing. It's like, no, it's being used for thousands of years. <laughs> it's not everywhere. It's not our stuff. So they really um, give a lot of credit and love to where their oils come from and the various communities that have practiced with them for thousands of years. So Sarah is a doll and we know you will love her story and just her vibe. So thank you 
so much for listening. As always, thanks for sharing this with your friends. It means the world. That's how we grow. Subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes is how we bring on amazing guests. It's how we can tour the world and meet you all. So thank you so, so much. And we'd love to meet you on the road. So if we're in a city near you, visit almost30podcast.com slash tour. You can find out where we will be next. And we'd love to hug you. Yeah, like New York, baby. Oh, should we tell them? Yep. Okay, so our New York live show, October 3rd at Rough Trade in Brooklyn, which is so dope. I fucking love Brooklyn. So here we come. Uh, We have special guest, Nikki Glazer. Huge. Hold on, do I have a clap? Yeah, they'll be laughing. They'll be laughing. You guys are going to be rocking out and then you're going to be laughing. That's huge. So we are so excited to get her for a live podcast recording, a conversation. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry. We're going to have fun. And she is huge. She is an inspiration to both Lindsay and I. So we are so excited to see you in Brooklyn. This will sell out. So um, make sure you get your tickets. They're available at almost30podcast.com slash tour. And it will take you to the page for Rough Trade. Yeah, we can not wait. So, and get there early, get there early, get your seat. My parents are going to be there. Yes. I have to think about my content (laughs) or not. Dude, T's coming to Ohio. Oh, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. I haven't met your mom. She said she's excited to meet you. I can't wait. Like, how am I going to tailor my content for you? (laughs) Well, that's the whole thing. She has bad hearing. So maybe that'll help me. Oh, that'll help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. We will uh, read a note from one of you on the other side of this podcast. Thank you so much. Love you. Love you. I don't know what oh life was like body. before uh, essential oils. And it's funny because they've been around life. forever. Yeah. Like, Literally forever. Forever. Yeah. Like Cleopatra. Really? Truly. What yeah. does she use? Like frankincense? Uh, uh, supposedly geranium oil. Oh, wow. Which is obviously I then use every morning too. On mm-hmm. your face? Yes. Wow. What are the benefits of geranium oil? Um, it's It has like really nice, gentle antimicrobial. So it, I use it with a warm face cloth in the morning and just put three drops on. And I, it just smells also like a goddess. It's like a great way to start your day. Wow. And my antimicrobial would be helpful for like any acne. Acne. Wow. Just like any excess makeup, anything you wake up with and just wipe it clean before you put your makeup on. Wow. I think I have makeup on my face at all times. Like not, not... Like I'm trying to, but I've left over totally. like all the yeah. time. <laughs> I, I can't get out of my head. Have you seen like the the example of like an orange and you know how an orange has all the porous little things and they put like makeup on it and no. then they wipe it off with a makeup wipe and there's just like so much makeup still in there because you're pressing it into your pores. I've never, and used, I'll never I've forget never it. understood a makeup wipe. I love a makeup wipe to start it off. Blech. And then it I do like the wash. too much. Oh. Because you're like pulling, you know, you're like... Oh yeah, too rough for me with traveling so much, and I also have sensitive skin, so I don't like using towels from hotels with harsh detergents. Mm -hmm. Okay, microfiber cloths. Yes, I have them. That is what gets it off. All of it. Okay, the the ones you use to like dry your car. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) really just scrubs it. You can buy them on Amazon. Yeah, I have some. Asia has one. Uh, the brand. I'll send you the one I... Wow, honestly. And you think that's been... Because actually, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, how I use my towels and I like kind of just like pull and just am not very gentle and I need to be more gentle to keep my collagen and elasticity. Yeah, we were talking about before we hopped on about gua sha Mm -hmm. and those types of practices, which 
Vitruvi is is getting into, which is really cool. And we'll have products to support that. But yeah, sometimes we when we do gua sha, we're like, it's oh, literally I'm like the a harder the better. A freaking truck on the face, but that's not really what you're supposed to do. I know do. I like it hard. <laughs> so what are you supposed to do? Like what are the benefits and like what have you found to be kind of the results like visually? Yeah, I think we think of our face almost like our body. So firstly, we're obsessed with skincare and makeup and oils at the office. And basically every meeting ends with talking about a new skincare product or a blend you've made. And so that's how I always know when a meeting's done at the office. (laughs) We're always tinkering. Um, The gua sha's were fun and we decided to create them. We had launched a line of carrier oils and we wanted a way for people to get to use them. And I, I travel a lot, but even beyond that, hormonally, I was experiencing a lot of water retention and- In your face. And everywhere, okay. my ankles, my face, yeah. my just being on planes and not sleeping enough. And so the gua sha is like this beautiful way to do a lymphatic drainage massage on your face. But secondarily, it helps relieve so much tension. And we store so much tension in our jaws. We're living such stressful lives. So our mandated Vitruvia is really helping women take care of themselves. They take on the world. And our thought is always, how can we create these little mini spa moments throughout her day? And she might not have time for a facial. How can we do that so she can do it in three minutes mm. after she's cleansed her face with her face wipe? <laughs> so what does it do besides the lymphatic drainage and how do you do it? Do you do you have like a rose quartz gua sha tool or what are your tools like? Yeah, so we have a, a, a black quartz and a white quartz one. Um, and one is more purifying, one said to help with negative energy. I use one in the morning and one in the evening for whatever it's worth. Um, it really helps to relieve muscle tension. It helps when, with lymphatic drainage. It also helps a woman just connect to her face and be looking at it and be thinking about it and moves the product deeper into the skin. Just like that experience you have when you're having a facial and they're massaging your face and it feels like they're getting into the pores more. That's really what it helps. Um, and then we're launching another line of face tools that will help bring more circulation to oh, the wow. face as well. Yeah. How so? Um, helping with natural college collagen production. So by bringing blood to the face, we're helping with healing, with acne scars, with just helping move lymph again. And it just creates that sort of like post-yoga glow mm-hmm. without doing a yoga glow. Mm-hmm. Wow. which is always good. Wow. And you mentioned that you suffered with like cystic hormonal acne mm-hmm. and I have too. And there's a lot of people in our community that talk about it a lot. So what did you find were like, or was the turning point? Like what practices and, and products were you using? Mm-hmm. It was both product and lifestyle. I mean, we all live super stressful lives and it was to the point where it was so painful. It was all under my chin. Um, this was probably two or three years ago. So not that long ago. And using products that were completely natural, that were plant-based, that's when I started experimenting with our face oil products and our carrier oils. A game changer for me has been sea buckthorn, mm-hmm. which is almost like a natural astringent. You see it a lot in superfoods. We were able to create a, a completely pure derivative of it that normally is mixed in with other things because it turns your face orange. So you need just a tiny bit, but it has this beautiful detoxifying effect. And then by using manual tools, like I started using a gua sha and facial cups and just helped with the healing and circulation. We move our bodies to help move lymph and restore healing and our faces we kind of forget about. And so by having these manual tools to work it out and spend time with it, that really helped change the game for me. Wow. The sea buckthorn. So or actually, I'm sorry, I wanted to ask, what's a carrier oil? 
Yeah, no, good question. So when you look at plants and botanicals, um, there's a carrier oil, which is basically like the fatty um, derivative of a product. So think avocado oil, grapeseed oil, almond oil. We work with fun ones like raspberry seed oil and blueberry seed. Like think how tiny those seeds are and we squeeze them and, and get the oil out. Then there's an essential oil. And the essential oils are almost created to protect the plant. So different plants have different percentages of essential oils in them. And that's what that aroma is. And they're volatile. So they will evaporate around heat. Um, and, and carrier oils have more of a moisturizing effect. Oh, the essential oils will destroy around heat. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they'll evaporate. Evaporate so, around yeah. heat. So for example, if you use eucalyptus oil in the shower, which is an awesome way to start your day with a little spa experience, mm-hmm. and the scent intensifies if it's around or warm water. Oh, because it's evaporating? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So a carrier oil is... So the essential oils come from plants. Exactly. Correct? Yeah. And the carrier oils come from... Also plants. Also plants. Yeah. Also plants. Also seeds. Apricot kernel oil we carry. Cool. Avocado seed oil. So there's a lot of different ways that you can derive them. Wow. How many blueberries do you have to sell? It's a lot of blueberries. It's like a conditioning Is it exp- smoothie. Blueberries. Expensive for you to source. Yeah. Uh, the more rare we get and the more yeah. I start deep diving into traditional botanicals and the way that we can use them and the way we can blend them together, it gets more and more. But that's, I really think what our woman deserves. And I want Truly. to create products that are as unique as her and as, as dynamic as her. So we're always trying to source new and fresh things that people haven't experienced yeah, and I'm the guinea pig. For what's the been the what's been the the history of essential oils? Like we just talked about um, Cleopatra in Egypt. Where have they been used in history? So essential oils were the original perfume. So the perfume capital of the world is Grasse in France, and I went there and learned about perfume making. And they would create all the original perfume houses. Still have um, olfactory and noses there, and have a lot of still buildings and factories there. And it was all done mostly through steam distillation. So that's how all of Vitruvi's um, florals and are done, and woodsy type products. And it's basically taking a whole bunch of plant material, adding hot water. Um, taking that steam, those essential oils become trapped in steam and then it condenses and we remove the water from it, which then becomes a hydrosol. So if you've used rose water, that is the derivative or the waste product of making rose oil. Wow. And so that's that's really like the history of it has been through plant medicines. That was my background through global health and I did a lot of courses in medical anthropology and that's when I really became obsessed with botanicals. And then from the beauty side of things, it's been used in perfumes. I mean, essential oils have been used in cleaning products for decades. There's a reason why orange oil is in all of our cleaning products. It naturally helps break down grease. So Vitruvi's looked at that and been like, okay, how can we apply that to skincare? How can we elevate the the moments of a woman's day by adding a few drops of orange oil? You can help clean your pots and pans more naturally. And so it, it's been used for forever. It just kind of hasn't been in the, the forefront as much. Wow. What do you mean by plant? You said your background or part of your background is in plant medicine. What, do you, what did you mean by that? Um, so when I started... Um, She's a shaman. No. And I was like, here we go. She's like, I've been leaving, leaving ayahuasca retreats for years. <laughs> no, I, like honestly, the exact opposite of that. I was deep in academia. That's what my background was. Mm. I did a degree in global health in immunology and infectious disease. So... 
nothing sexy about that. Those are that. some big words. Um, and it, I was working in Morocco and in Kenya um, with an organization and we were setting up safe birthing centers for women. And some of my favorite courses were in medical anthropology. It was learning about the dish, traditional plants and botanicals and wellness practices of different cultures before we would go in and start presenting some options for more modern medicine, you could say. Wow. So that's really what my love was. And then from there, I went on to medical school um, and studying preventative medicine and really wanted to focus on women's health. Like I've always just wanted women to have the best access to healthcare and healthcare services. And it was in my first year that I discovered Scent and created my first little study blend with rosemary oil. And then the rest is history. Wow. With medical anthropology, what did you find in Morocco and in Kenya? Like what were some of the learnings of the way that they view and use medicine within their culture? Mm -hmm. The biggest one for me was the sense of ritual. So in all of these, not all of these, but so many cultures around the world, there are touch points throughout a day, a year, a calendar cycle, a moon cycle. In Morocco, I was introduced to the spa culture and going to a hammam and using black soap and and getting scrubbed down by these women naked and, and being in eucalyptus steam rooms. And that was weekly, daily practice for people. And for me, I would like save up for my birthday with girlfriends and like maybe do a spa day. And it was just neat seeing that freshness, that taking a moment for yourself, that cathartic kind of feeling of scrubbing your body and having a fresh start. And it was really those moments around ceremony, tea ceremonies, making chai with um, the tribesmen in the Masai Mara before going out. Like there was these touch points and I felt like my life was craving it and people's lives were craving it. And so that's how Vitruvi started was a blog where I shared health and wellness rituals from different cultures around the world. Wow. Where were you studying? Where, where, what school were you studying this at? Um, in Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and that's when the blog started and that's kind of where everything sort of took off. So yeah, our hope is really to kind of create those touch points throughout someone's day. With the birthing centers, what was that like? You know, what was the current situation that they had for birthing and what was your role in that with the school that you were with? Mm -hmm. So we were, I was working with an organization called we.org. It was called something um, previously before that. And they were building some of the first schools in the area, clean water projects. We were working with the Maasai women building out alternative income projects through beading and um, the creation of artisanal pieces that we were then selling. And uh, there had not been a clinic or a safe birthing place to have babies there. And so it was just at the start of when I was getting involved is when we all went there and we were looking at what we could build. And it was such a um, shock to the system for me. I was super young and learning about what women have to go through. And even just knowing my girlfriends, how much we were dealing with to think that you're then having a baby in the middle of nowhere was a pretty big shock to the system for me and just seemed completely unnecessary. That's beautiful. What is the science behind smell as something that could aid in healing? Mm -hmm. the, the way that I have always played with scent and really the basis behind Vitruvia Scent Association. 
So the olfactory nerve is the first of 12 cranial nerves. And it's what I started nerding out with in med school. Like it's the, it's cranial nerve one. So I peaked really soon. There's 12. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm out. good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> and then I basically tapped out. Um, and so it, I mean, there's a reason why you can smell something like a cologne and instantly feel nauseous and not know why. And then realize it was an ex-boyfriend's clone. Like mm. there's this <laughs> very powerful scent. Um, Anytime I smell Axe. It's like you. Oh, no, right. It's just too yeah. Abercrombie or like Hollister. Yeah. Abercrombie was so intense. So Sandalwood. Intense. And I think the guys that wore it were really intense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just casually shirtless in the middle of the mall. No <laughs> big deal. The olfactory nerve, it's the only of the cranial nerves that doesn't, it bypasses the thalamus, which is like the command control center of the brain that gives you reasoning. So it's why you have that visceral reaction before you know why. So at Vitruvi, and when we started the company, it was really around creating moments of familiarity. The brain is super lazy. So it loves anything like taking the same route to work or eating the same thing for breakfast. We've all heard of decision fatigue. Well, there's ways that we can make it feel and cue it to be more productive through scent. So waking up to the same scent, going to sleep to the same scent, studying with the same scent. That's how Vitruvi started was this little study blend that I would create. So when we talk about healing we really look at it through a lens of helping someone choose more natural ways of fragrancing their home instead of turning to fragrances and parabens. And and then we look at it through the science of scent. And then thirdly, we look at it through association through like lavender helps you calm down. Citruses help bring you up. Part of that is through societal kind of conditioning through lemony fresh, <laughs> like mm. right? And some of it is, you know, it really does help the limbic system chill out. What's the limbic system? Kind of like your response system and how you get stressed out. Wow. For what's in, in perfumes right now, perfumes are really toxic, correct? Like most normal mass produced perfumes are. Do you know what, what ingredients are in them and why have they been created now to be so toxic? So the issue is that we actually don't really know what are quote in perfumes. It's a, a term that can be put on an ingredient list that can have a multitude of chemicals under it. And so it's this little tricky loophole that people have been able to use traditionally to hide chemicals. Um, so we think about synthetic fragrance. It's something that sticks on your furniture and on your sweater and, and that can kind of seep into your pores. There's been studies to find that it can get into the endocrine system. So not fun. And the issue is that we don't know what's in that. So when you see perfume or fragrance, there could be a hundred different ingredients hiding behind that word um, of different chemicals uh, and scent molecules. Wow. Kind of creepy. Yeah, no. Yeah. True. Well, now, it, now it's really, I can't smell normal perfume. Like I don't enjoy it. You know, if I'm ever traveling and I go through the places where there's like the duty-free, mm -hmm. you can always, I used to be like, oh, I'm going to smell Mark Jacobs Daisy. I'm going to smell all these things. And now I can't, it makes me ill. For sure. And I mean, I used to love Perfume. I'm sure. Like I, yeah. I, it was my little thing. Every year I'd buy myself a new perfume and that was the scent of the year. And Mark Jacobs Daisy was one of them. Of course. The year my grandma mm -hmm. passed away. Mine she was loved, Alien. She loved Daisy. Gary oh, Mogler cool. Alien. Yeah, yeah. My, one of my friends, Gemma, wore it. And I was like, what's your perfume? And I was like, that's mine too. <laughs> she was like the only one. And then I had it and it was over. <laughs> I went through a, a Prada year the day the, uh, the year the Devil Wears Prada came out. Like I've, I'd kind of chosen one. And it is, it's crazy the, the memories that it creates, but... 
it's it's pretty scary. And I think your nose really changes. It starts to smell synthetic as opposed to being yes, completely real. agree. Yes. Yeah. And now it's swung the other way and like only the now we can kind of tell when things are more natural and I'm curious like what what was the turning point like you were in medical school so did you drop out or did you finish like what what is your story there and were you always kind of entrepreneurial or was that something that just happened by accident? It totally just happened. Like yeah. I am not my brother and co-founder, he is an entrepreneur. Like he is incredible and so great at business and so just like thinks like that. He's really fast moving. For me, the the concept that I had created was really just a passion project. It was um, something I created in my first year. Then I got more and more into it. And then it became my lunches and things I would do in the evening. And then I started this little site. We had grown up in the middle of nowhere, no business background on a little farming community on an island off the coast of Vancouver. No Granville. traffic lights. Yeah. It was like a tiny little town called Machosen. Mm. And so there was no like big case study of trying to disrupt an industry or this is what we're going to do. So it became, it was less entrepreneurial and more just a passion and wanting to create products. And then it started as a website and it started as a vlog, like I mentioned. And I would just write articles from my bathtub and prop my laptop up on the side of the bathtub after studying. It started at like 11 o'clock at night and would write articles until one in the morning and Sean built us a website. And then we started blending products. And my hope is... I mean, still very much the hope for the company now, which is that it's sort of this cross-section between Vogue and National Geographic, that you are learning about different places and cultures, but in a really beautiful, sophisticated way that fits into the aesthetic of your life and that creates also content that's relevant to to the modern woman. Mm. I love that. For the sense, do you do, I guess, do you correlate or take certain scents that are from certain areas and then explain the ritual around them or how exactly do you incorporate those two? Mm-hmm. We're working more and more to tell the stories of the places that we source from and why we do. So for example, our organic, our organic French lavender is from France because that's the best place in the world to source lavender oil. Um, our ylang ylang comes from Madagascar and the flowers are picked at a certain part of the day when they're opened to extract the best floral oil and it's wow. super sappy. And that's how you know, there's lots of different qualities of ylang ylang oil. So we're always trying different things and looking at different ways to source things. Our grapefruit oil had three different colors over the last three years because we were switching between pink and white grapefruit and just trying to find the best scent from the best place, the best method of cold pressing. So it's always fluctuating. It's almost like wine. Mm. Like they're, it's never the same, mm-hmm. which makes it, fun and interesting and more stressful at times. And yeah. yeah. Is there an un, unsafe way to extract oil that people should be aware of or is it only cold pressed? The methodologies that we use is steam distillation, uh, which is like I said, how those perfumes were made and cold pressing. So that would be all of our citrus oils. And then there are more toxic ways to extract them through chemical solvents. So it's basically finding different chemical agents that can extract different molecules out of a plant. So we would never use that. Um, I think it's a more cost-effective way to do it, but definitely not the same quality. Is there a way people could tell? Yeah. If you are able to ask the company how they do it, we operate fully transparently. So for every batch that we create, there's a certificate of analysis that goes through the purity and potency of the oils. You can download it on our website and be a little scientist and see what's happening. <laughs> You're like, I love that part. <laughs> yeah. And to answer your former question, I dropped out in my, going into my third year. I went on a one-year leave. So I'm a big advocate of not 
just jumping into your passion project and just going all in because I think it really changes the energy with which you operate a business, a small business. There's so many people out there wanting to create their own stuff. And so I had a one, I had one year, John and I had 365 days to prove the concept and I didn't want to go back to school. Uh, I still wake up every day with anxiety that I'll like have to go back for you, even for you. <laughs> they wouldn't even take me at this point. But it's, it's still that motivating factor. And then from there, I mean, we had side hustles for two years into the business. Like even mm-hmm. when we were fulfilling big orders to large retailers, because it just, it changes the energy when you're waiting for that paycheck and it changes the decisions you make. And we wanted to be able to grow our team and put money there. So yeah, we, I quietly dropped out a little risk adverse. And then kind of from there, it built pretty organically. Mm. What were your side jobs? Oh, I did everything. I was managing social media accounts for I think four different companies. I was doing content writing. I was doing odd jobs and trying to help friends with some of their stuff that they were doing. And just, I, I definitely know what it feels like to pay rent and an office rent and hire people. And yeah. Wow. And when was the time where you were like, okay, no more side jobs? Yeah. That would have been about uh, two or three years ago. And, yeah. you, and you and your brother were like, we're ready. We're ready. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The business had grown a lot and it felt uh, responsible to do that. Mm. There becomes like a switching point where then you just need, you're all in. Yeah. What's it like working with your brother? Oh, he's awesome. I mean, like I said, we grew up in a really small area. So it was like, okay, either we're going to be friends or this is going to be super boring. <laughs> there's really yeah. no one else to play with. And we grew up on the ocean. So we would just build beach forts and and hang out and skimboard and surf. And um, he's great. I think it's mitigated a lot of office politics because we can get out of a meeting and kind of say, what was that? Or what are you doing? Or what's up? Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have to kind of tiptoe around each other. So I think it's allowed us and the company to grow as quickly as it has because we can just have those seemingly uncomfortable conversations in a very easy way. Wow. If someone, if, what advice would you give to someone starting a side business? Like what would be your advice if they're starting a business, they have a job? So they have a, a passion mm-hmm. project that they want to, to become. Grow. I would say no excuses. Like if you aren't lit up at 12 o'clock at night doing this, don't do it because you will still be up at 12 o'clock at night four years from now, even more tired. So it you need to be all in. You need to love it. You need to feel like there's a real good need. And then I think it's really important to build a support system for two different pieces. And a lot of people get them mixed up. So you need your crew, like your people, like those moms and girlfriends that love you no matter what and think you're brilliant and just are there to pump your tires and lift you up when you're exhausted. And then you need those people that are there from a business lens of like mentorship and are giving you that guidance. They love you, but not unconditionally to the business decisions you're making. And I think a lot of people get those accolades and feel good feelings from that, that inner circle and almost use it as false sense of, security to make those business decisions. So I think it's really important to have people that keep you in check and people that are keeping you motivated. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been thinking about like that type of feedback where it's like they are close enough to you that they respect what you're doing, know you and want the best for you and the brand and are able to frame it in such a way that 
it's direct, you know, whatever the feedback is, or maybe just suggestions on improvement. Because, you know, you, I think when you are doing something like you are doing that is so relatively new and building a company from the ground up, people can just focus on the praise. They're like, oh my God, you're doing a great job because they could have never imagined themselves doing it. But it's like, how do you get to the next level? And it is like being really choosy about surrounding yourself with people who are like, yeah, you're doing a great job, but like, here's how you get to the next level. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest learning curve for me was becoming comfortable in the uncomfortable. Like coming from academia, you're seeking, is this good enough? Do I understand it? Let's study, let's get tested. And always feeling, trying to feel good. It took a long time in business to understand when you feel like you're falling apart and you have no idea what to do, that's when the magic happens. Like that's when things actually move forward. And it became one of our core values as a brand, seek the discomfort of the unknown because it truly is where the magic happens. Like you're not moving fast enough if you feel like you've got it or you feel like you're doing a good job. Like I don't think I've ever felt like I'm doing a good job in four years. And it's just easing into that discomfort. Wow. How do you take care of yourself as an entrepreneur? I think I'm in an advantage because um, I get to test products all day. And I, I actually do feel good. If there's one thing that I do, it's taking care of myself. And I really look at self-care through a more unique lens. And even when I speak to some of our community and customers, I really feel passionately that self-care and the wantless movement can become this big evolving thing that can be all-consuming. And you can get on this hamster wheel of juice cleanses and meditations and retreats and and then juice cleanses and meditations and retreat. But it's so important to start with a why. And for me, the why is being present at my office for our team, thinking clearly, being able to travel and stay on the road, feeling strong in my body. And then I fit things in throughout my day that help do that. But it's all through this lens of this is me. This is the resources that I have. This is how I need to show up for people. And this is how I'm going to take care of myself. So I do a lot of body work and helping to move energy through Pilates. I have an amazing instructor named Katie McKenzie that works with me and does Reiki and and different cool kind of healing modalities um, that helps me feel strong. And then I eat a really plant-based diet, um, which I think helps with digestion and just staying clear. And then using like those little moments through the day that just make you feel like you're taking care of yourself and that kind of fill your cup back up. It's like maybe misting that face mist is the deepest breath you're taking all day. And maybe using that Cleopatra geranium oil in the morning makes you feel like you're having a little moment for yourself, even if there's kids screaming in the other room or Mm -hmm. you're stressed out about emails coming into your inbox. So I try to just not overthink it and have these little touch points and not shame myself if I'm not getting them all done. How often do you get body work? I try to work out with her probably twice a week, but it's whenever I can. And then she does these little routines for me that I do on the road and I travel with. Um, But it's all Pilates based and Qigong. So moving energy, when you're around people in a team and you're sensitive like I am, you can feel it all. And I feel like it can build up in you and I can often lose my appetite or feel stressed in my body even if my brain isn't. And so she's really helped me with just feeling strong and having those long lines that you can stretch out when you're on a plane and you still got it kind of together. I really like using, we use just like bands and my own body weight. And I love the idea of not being kind of held hostage to a certain workout or a certain type of, you know, Machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's funny when I do like a four pound weight now, I'm like, ah, 
Because <laughs> I do, do such do? small, I do like Pilates and bar. Oh, amazing. So yeah, it's like such amazing. lightweights, so you know? So whenever it it's, yeah, exactly. But I love the Reiki element too. And I'm, I've been incorporating that and that's part of my like energetic hygiene around what we do, you know? So the food mm-hmm. plant-based is helpful for me to show up. The movement is helpful for everything, but it's really like my energetic hygiene that's really important for me. And I just feel so much better when I do Reiki or do some kind of energetic work monthly. Yeah. And the the thing that she does too is Qigong, which is like the movement of energy being like almost doing things that make it feel like you're peeling stuff off of you that's built up. And mm-hmm. I think that is, it all comes back to ritual. When you walk in your door, like, do you have a practice that creates a safe space in your home, whether that's turning a diffuser on or a move with your arms that sounds so silly, but like I'll do stuff after a bad meeting that like most people probably wouldn't tell. And it just kind of like helps you reset, be in your power, plant your feet. And I think it makes you show up differently as a leader, as a partner, as a girlfriend, at least like, like you're doing are aware of that energy hygiene. I loved how you put that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's, it's helpful. Yeah. I like that too. Like the movement of the arms or something mm-hmm. like after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She hasn't really, I can show you after. That's we'll, interesting. We'll hang out. I would love to. Like Dr. Danny did some of that oh, on yeah. us when we would, when we would go her. to her. Yeah. Yeah. How, so managing a team, managing your own energy and, and managing expectations. How have you done that? And do you have any suggestions for people who are managing others? Yeah. And maybe the word managing isn't the right term, yeah. but like our team is so talented and so cool and just like there's so much energy and hustle and vision. And so I think for me, it's like I said, just making sure that I'm, you know, after those midnight emails and and working on other stuff, I get my work done in the evening that I'm there for them and helping to create doors and be really limitless in the potential. There really is when you're in a startup or a fast growing company and you're working with talented people, you just want them to feel like they have so much runway. So it really feels every day like I'm running a marathon with my eyes closed and that there's just people kind of yelling from the sidelines around which mm. way to go. And you're like, I have no idea if you're moving fast enough or where you are in the pack. And my hope is to just always keep those floodgates kind of open for the team so they can they can do that. I mean, I do a ton of reading, try to check myself at the end of the day. It kind of comes back to that energy work. Like there's a certain sense of intuition when working with people. You can tell when someone's off or mm-hmm. it's important to make space and know that people are, you know, have lives too. And that I feel super honored that they spend their days with us and choosing this work. And so Mm. I feel a lot of weight and responsibility to that. Have you been able, or do you incorporate like a, a vulnerability in the way that you lead? I was just reading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. So. Oh, I finished that a few weeks yeah. ago. It was I, great. I think it's something actually that I can work on. A lot of it is a little more old school for me. And I feel like I just want to have it together and, and help them. But then I also lead very much from a place of, I am our woman and we all are in the office and this is what I'm dealing with. Or, you know, sharing resources. Mm. My acupuncturist, we do group workouts. It's like, I think that definitely we've created a space for vulnerability, but definitely have a little bit of an old school kind of, this is the work and this is how we show up regardless of what's happening, but making space for people to take care of themselves and mm-hmm. as a self-care brand. Mm. I love that. I'd love to talk about specific oils. Okay. So maybe going through- I could talk about this for a long perfect. time. So <laughs> maybe going through like different situations and what oils people should be using. Mm-hmm. So we talked about geranium for skin. So that is in a situation where someone maybe has skin issues or would anyone be able to use geranium in the morning? 
Geranium's awesome for hormonal changes in skin or just in general hormones. Um, so that's why I've kind of started using it on a warm cloth. I sort of point my face clean with it in the morning. Other oils that I really like for that is lavender as a blemish spot treatment. So a lot of people think of tea tree oil, but it can actually be almost abrasive to the skin and leave scarring. So using lavender oil before bed on a blemish has the same antimicrobial and antibacterial properties, but it's more gentle on the skin and it helps you get to sleep with lavender. So I use it as a blemish spot treatment if I feel something starting. And are you able to, I've always wondered this, like I'm trying to kind of crack the code on my skin, but in terms of putting oils on your skin, is there too much? Is there the right time of day? Is there, you know, a certain way to do it where, because people automatically think it, it might clog your pores, but I know the oil pulls the oil. So can you just kind of unwrap that for me? Yes, no. And there's different oils and they can be used in different ways. So something like a peppermint oil, we probably wouldn't use directly on the skin or eucalyptus because it's really abrasive and volatile and it would burn or hurt your skin. Mm. Um, Certain citrus oils you don't want to put on before sun because they can make your skin more photosensitive to sunlight. So generally I love to say florals, um, certain citruses in the evening, herbal scents, and then using carrier oils like we talked about before. So mixing geranium with evening primrose, which has traditionally been used with women going through hormonal changes like menopause, Mm. you can use that topically. So if you're combining it in the right ways, and we have lots of recipes on dilution rates with carrier oils and essential oils, you're usually safe. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So I guess I want to talk more about the ones you shouldn't ingest Mm -hmm. and then the ones that are you can. On Vitruvia, I actually don't know, are there some that are labeled like as ones you can ingest or is this applied to all? Right. So the stance that we take on that is not promoting ingestion. We really focus on the home and skin and the ingestion piece is just something that we have left up to other to other people. The quality of our products are really, really high and usually certified organic. And we're just about to get USDA certification on our organic products. So we're excited about that. But as a branding company, especially being Canadian, we don't promote ingestion of essential oils. Mm. Why do people ingest it? Um, I think there's a lot of different reasons and benefits that they're looking to get from them. And for us, there just isn't enough efficacy and studies around it for us to feel comfortable promoting it. But we really just refer people to a aromatherapist or essential oil specialist that's used to prescribing and looking at the different needs that they might have to use it orally. What if someone is super stressed? Is there an oil that can help Mm -hmm. ameliorate that? A few that I love, and it really depends. I love mixing um, cedarwood and bergamot. So bergamot is the scent of a kind of Earl Grey tea and it's cozy mm-hmm. and cedarwood is really grounding. A lot of times when people are stressed, they'll think go to lavender or go to you know a simple floral, but using wood energy to ground you, same as spruce. It's really uplifting, but also grounding. Spruce and grapefruit are great kind of get you out of that rut. So pairing a citrus with a grounding woodsy oil and putting that in the diffuser can really help change your energy. It's mm. like a sexy scent. Mm. Oh, we have a new blend coming out in September that I'm really excited about. That's pretty sexy. And another one for the, the holidays. But um, for me, I would say spruce. I have more woodsy frankincense. It's really hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bergamot again. Bergamot and cedarwood is a really nice combination. I, I tend to gravitate more towards woodsy or more masculine scents. 
and mixing them with more unique citruses. And then we have some new products coming out that play more in that smoky space mm. as well. Yeah, like yeah, a I more unisex scent. I don't know why yeah. where that shifted and like trend wise. Cause I mean, literally used to be like Victoria's Secret. I used to have this cotton candy. Oh, yeah. Like bubble gum. It's actually kill cotton candy. Me. Really? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a little smokier. <laughs> and then Escada, I, I loved Escada and it was literally like a... Oh, I forget what that smells like. It was like a daiquiri. Oh. <laughs> I honestly smelled like a daiquiri. <laughs> it was so sugary and sweet. I'm like... But can you... I'm actually curious to talk to men who maybe had experience like, you know, smell experiences when they were younger. Like That's what do really they remember point. about us? Cause I mean, we were just rogue. Do you like, think they're perceptive enough yes. to remember that? For that, yes. The daiquiri smell. Because yeah. they like, like eight, they'll, con- they'll connect it to like seeing their first boob. Totally. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm sure it was like, they liked it cause you like the scent of that, but it's probably confusing. Yeah. You know, you enjoy that <laughs> scent. You're like, Mm, this is good, <laughs> but it's probably like this is a can't eat time. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's very confusing. You're like, what? How do I get closer to this? I know, exactly. Like, I want to understand this, but I'm having a hard time. And it's like she smells like a child. <laughs> oh, speaking of, can kids use essential oils? Uh, it depends on the oil and how it's being used. And we have this little part on our site. A lot of a lot of our customers are new moms. They're thinking about the candles that are in their home, these $80 designer candles. They're thinking about fragrance, perfume, and kind of switching. So in terms of diffusing, we have different oils that you can use at different strengths. Um, and then topically, there's certain oils that are safe at different ages. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. What are you excited about? Oh, I mean, a lot right now. We have a book coming out in October, uh, a recipe book with Penguin, um, with Random Oh, that's that amazing. We, it's this really beautiful coffee book coffee table book that I worked on over almost two years, building out over a hundred recipes of different ways to use essential oils through beauty, body, and home. So helping the modern woman kind of create her own home apothecary. And I love this idea of minimalism and just taking one product and teaching someone 10 different ways to use it. And so that's what the book is. It comes out October 15th. And so I'm really excited about the content we're creating and video around it to help people mm. experiment with it. We have a new product coming out next week that I'm excited about oh, cool. uh, around kind of muscle care. And then just in general this year, we have some neat partnerships coming up in the sleep category, which I think is really important. Just like wow. helping people get sleep. So many people are not sleeping and scent is such a beautiful, simple way to help create bedtime ritual and just turn those busy brains off, which mm. just is so necessary. So we're working with a pretty cool company in the sleep space to, to do that. Mm, I'm trying to think of who. I know. <laughs> They're a mattress company. Oh. Uh-huh, oh cool. We work with them. <laughs> That's a clue. Um, that was funny. When we were at that event this weekend, it was a health and wellness event. And oh, I would cool. say that the common thread between everyone that was speaking was the importance of sleep mm-hmm. and how mm. important it is to recovery, how important it is to health, how important it is to giving our brains a break and all of these Even things. Like skin, skin. Like, like oh. hormones, stress, yeah. skin, yes. just all compounds. You see right? it with one night. If you miss a couple hours, I look yep. in the mirror, I'm like, oh, oh you're same. a different person. Yeah. Honestly. Cool. I look a little dead. Yeah. yeah. Same. <laughs> this is who I am today. And I was, I was going to say too, the, just like bringing, you know, creating that home apothecary. It's like, I've been thinking more about like kind of, and people have been talking about it, the rewilding. And it is kind of that sense of just like, you know, using resources from the earth, from plants and being able to incorporate it into your modern life, mm-hmm. but feeling that sense of, because 
maybe some of us have never met that part of ourselves that really likes to be a little witchy and like put like different potions together and And you know it's really cool ownership of those products too and Mm -hmm. the modern woman you know we are not our grandmothers this is not some big beauty company telling you this is the night cream you need and this is why it's amazing it's uh we're so tuned into our bodies are trying to we're thinking we're we're self-reflective and so if we can create products as dynamic as we are that's what gets me excited. And that's really the ethos of us moving into skincare, us moving into beauty was I truly went to make a product and couldn't make something that could keep up with the crazy awesome women in my life. Mm. And so when you have that home apothecary and our skin and our needs change so much, like my skin is completely different at a certain time in the month due to hormones as it is to when I'm traveling, to when I'm having too much wine, mm-hmm. when I eat pizza the night before. So I just, mm-hmm. I want that and to have the tools to be able to have personal care products that keep up with me. Yeah, I love that. How could people learn more about you and also um, learn more about Vitruvi? Uh, the, I think the best place would be Vitruvi.com. And then we have an amazing editorial called Base Notes, which is where we publish a lot of our recipes interviews with rad women that are kind of taking on the world, living a more plant-centric and natural life um, inside the home apothecaries of some of them and the wellness rituals that they're using to take care of themselves kind of through the modern hustle. Mm. Um, So that's a great spot. And then our Instagram, just Vitruvi. Wonderful. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Proud we're to grateful be to be working with you guys. Truly. Oh my gosh. We adore you. Yeah, oh, we're still truly excited. grateful. We need to make some products together and I need to Done. Your I mean, don't have to <laughs> ask us twice. <laughs> We've got to go brainstorm. We literally bathe in essential oils. Honestly, I'm so, so inspired is, right now. Well, yeah. I'm just like, I could talk about this forever. And my favorite thing is to just meet rad women like you and pick apart your days and be like, okay, how can we fuel you mm. so you can keep doing awesome stuff? I would love like, to do a product. Let's talk about it after Let's this. talk about it. Okay. If you guys, what do you guys think our product should be? I know. Our girls are Leave so in tune. Even for you too. Like we can make custom face oils for you too and share your recipes. Yes. And like, mm-hmm. You guys are living such crazy, impactful lives. And I know that the conversations you're having, so many of my girlfriends listen to because it's just such a rare place to get that authentic, real dialogue during mm-hmm. these crazy transition times in our lives. Mm-hmm. So totally. I would be curious what can keep up with you too. <laughs> I can't wait. I got a bunch. <laughs> I know. All right. Thank you so much for being here. This was really insightful. I've yeah, wanted I'm to so just, inspired. I'm always learning more about that world of essential oils and just like creating that little home lab. And I just am fascinated. So thank you yeah. for sharing. One of the most important parts of what we do, not only is to put on women like you, but to share alternatives to what we've been doing our whole lives out of conditioning and how it can be natural and how it can be a beautiful part of our day. And I really love essential oils because it triggers that ritual like you talk about. And um, when people smell good, they're just a different person in my eyes. <laughs> and I never smoke. <laughs> so it does, literally. I'm saying that as a, no, I, mean, I want same. that. So, well, I think when we think about it, it's just, I it is that, that busy woman good. thing. And I, I, I think that's kind of the, that will be what inspires whatever we do with you. But mm. Because sometimes I'm I'm halfway through my day and I'm like, oh wow, I'm always it is wrong. ripe. Totally. And we got to figure it out. It's ripe, you've been, fresh. You've been hustling. You've been making cool stuff. <laughs> Quite literally. I'll, I'll follow behind you with a little mister. Please. <laughs> That's your new job. All right, y'all. We love you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. We'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs> Essential oils, baby. We love it. I actually have dusk here in my hand. I keep dusk which is one Ooh, of give me the some essential of oils. It's A3 from Vitruvi. And 
I actually put it um, diluted on my skin. With, yeah, with like a carrier know. oil. Yeah, with a carrier yeah. oil. And then you can also put it in your diffuser, but I like this. It's pretty masculine. It's got frankincense, eucalyptus, lavender, Yeah. but I love all of their oils. I actually got, um, using our code, almost 30, I got a diffuser and a bunch of oils for one of my girlfriends that just had a baby. Oh, so nice. So that's a great what I've thought gift. to be a really, really great gift for new mothers. New mama. So you can go to vitruvi.com or vitruvi.ca and use the code almost 30 for 20% off. But thank you for sharing your story. We love... Uh, it's an expander for us and many people out there who are starting their own thing. Yeah, we love Anna. it. Thank you so much. All right. We have a review of the week. We'd love to share with you. This These reviews really mean a lot to us. This one, I never feel alone. Five stars. I'm about to transition to 30 and have been struggling with changes in my health, working on mindset and defining my beliefs. This podcast has been such a great way to get information and other perspectives. I enjoy the range of topics covered throughout the episodes. I love the life that Lindsay and Krista bring to this podcast. Thanks, girls. Girl from the East. Thanks, sister. Girl from the East. Right. See, you, see you on tour. Love you. So if you want to start a podcast, we are here to support you with all your podcast dreams with Your Podcast Pro. You can go to yourpodcastpro.com. We have our digital course coming out soon. We have a live course that we are doing in LA in January on the 25th. We're excited to see you then. Come join us on tour. We have tons of events, Philly, DC, Columbus, Chicago, New York, Melbourne, Sydney, Miami. There's a bunch of cities. So Nashville, um, we'd love to see you and then connect with us on Instagram. At Lindsay Simsek. At Crystal Williams. Oh, <laughs> it's not at Crystal Williams. I know. I'm trying to buy it. <laughs> Damn it. It's at 100 blog. I don't want to talk about it. And then our uh, podcast Instagram at Almost 30 Podcast. It's a great Instagram, I got to say. It is awesome. Gotta say. We love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a support. And I hope you have an amazing week. Truly. Love you. See you next time. Bye.